0: Welcome to Practical Christian Living.
1: Our God is a God who delivers. Never forget that. Our God is a God that can help you with addiction. Our God is a God that can help you with a stronghold of pornography. Our God is a God that can free you from a demonic influence, or if you don't know Him, even a possession. Our God is a God that delivers and puts people in their right mind and in their right place.
0: What are you afraid of? What fears challenge your faith in God? Would you take those fears directly to the living God today? As we are studying in our series, Jesus Appointments, there has never been nor will there ever be a battle that is just too much or too big for our God. God always wins, and He's already fighting battles we don't even see coming. We're bringing you part two of Mark chapter five and Jesus encountering a legion of demons. Here's Robert Furrow. When God gives us
1: his word from point A where we start on our journey of faith till point Z when we get there, there might be all kinds of tests and challenges in between that will test and challenge your faith. But the question is, do you believe what Jesus said? That's why he rebuked Peter. Lord we're perishing. Jesus is like what, what did I say? Let's get in the boat and get to the other side. Well, where's your faith Peter? And then he rebukes the wind and waves and he doesn't pray to rebuke the wind and waves he just rebukes them because that's Jesus' authority. Like like he rebukes fevers, illnesses cast demons out he, he raised people from the dead he says to the well we'll have the rulers appointment here in a while. That little girl that gets raised from the dead. He just says Kumi, little girl, arise. He doesn't go through some big, huge, you know, I come now against death. He just got, little girl, arise. And he says to the waves, cease and be still. And because of who he is and the authority that he has, they cease and they are still. That's the authority. Now he arrives in the region of the Gadareans. And just so that we understand, Luke talks about Gerasa, another place, Gerasa is one of the cities of the Decapolis that is a distance away from the region of the Gadareans The Gadareans were by the Sea of Galilee and they were Jewish Gerasa, one of the cities of the Decapolis, was a mixture of Greek and, and Jewish cities They had a Greek section, they had a Jewish section, they were Hellenized Bet sheon if you ever go to Israel, you will visit Beth-Sheon, is one of the cities of the Decapolis. They were 10 cities that were around the region of the Galilee that were not villages of the Hebrews like Capernaum and Nazareth and some of the other ones that you study. Jesus went to Gadaria, which is right by the ocean. They are raising swine there for the people that live in Gerasa, which is not far away. These are, are most likely Jewish people raising swine for the people living in Gerasa. But but I found something this week that I've never found before in Isaiah 65 verses one through four. Don't go there yet. We'll go there at the end of the study. And I found an interesting passage that makes me think that we have a revelation, a prophecy of what these people in in, in were doing that why they respond and react and have this demon-possessed man among them, because as Jews, they were doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, and because of that, there is this allowance of this demoniac to possess this man and harass the community. Because he's not just possessing a man, he's harassing the community, the entire community that is there in Gadaria. And so in verse 1 of Mark chapter 5, it says... Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadareans. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him, out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He, he just, he's assaulted by this guy. This guy immediately runs up to him, who had his dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and chains had been pulled apart and the shackles broken to pieces, neither could they tame him. He always, night and day, was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him he cried out with a loud voice and said, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. So much interesting, so many interesting things there. A demon says, I implore you by by God that you don't torment me. It's kind of like we got some rules here. and I implore you by God. Uh, The other passage, Luke tells us, that this man would run around naked so we have this naked man who is possessed who has a supernatural strength if you want to know more about that strength or read more about it we have the seven sons of Skeva in the book of Acts and they tried to cast a demon because they heard that Paul had been doing it out of a man but this man had, had strength more strength than he should have and he was able to beat them and they ran with their clothes torn off of them and they fled from this one man so it seems that when someone is demon possessed There's an ability for a greater strength that is there This man would literally break chains And um, lived among the tombs You'd hear him in the mountains at night Screaming and cutting himself and and, and yelling You can imagine the whole region of the Gadareans Were terrified of this man That they, they they were harassed by him You would go from your house to somebody else's house As fast as you could go And you would hope you wouldn't see the guy that's living in the tombs, that's screaming up in the mountains. It would be a terrifying thing to have going on in your neighborhood. Am I right? Something that you wouldn't want to have at all in the place that you were living. He recognizes that Jesus is the son of the most high God. We have not had that revealed to us yet in the gospels. Demons know certain truths. Demons believe, it says in the book of James, and they tremble. They know the power of God, they believe. And and James is making a point about demonic faith, that it's possible for you to believe in God, to believe he exists and to even tremble, to even be afraid of him, but not to surrender your life to him. It's possible that you can have the kind of faith that says, I believe he's there, I know he's there, but I'm not gonna live for him. That is called demonic faith and, and it is not saving faith. Saving faith is when you believe all those things, And then you surrender your life to God that is saving faith. Demons have faith. They believe they know God's there, but they don't have saving faith. He even knew that he was the son of God, but he didn't have saving faith. And he implored him not to torment him, which is the end of all demonic spirits. For he said to him, come out of the man an unclean spirit. Now, when you compare this again to the other accounts, you see that Jesus had to say that to him a couple of times. The Bible says that, that everywhere Jesus went, he cast out demons with a word. Just one word, get, boom, they're gone because of who he is. They cast a the demon out, but it doesn't leave. Maybe, maybe the demon that first spoke to him, maybe the demon that said, what do I have I to do with you, you know, son of the most high God, Jesus said, get out. Maybe that demon left. What he didn't know is there was like 6,000 more inside. Maybe he did not know. I, I, I'm always confused about what Jesus knew and didn't know. He could read people's minds. He knew certain things, but in his humanity, there were things he didn't know. He didn't know the return of the Son of Man, for example. He didn't know who had touched him and the power had gone out from him, but other times he knew things. So I was talking with Ray, one of our pastors here last night about that, and he made mention of the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in the life of Jesus completely. Jesus obviously as a baby didn't know he was God. As he grew in knowledge and wisdom, he came to the understanding that he fulfilled all of those scriptures and that he was God. And at times we could see that deity working. But he cast the spirit out. Then he says to him, what is your name? It's like this demon still, this guy is still demon-possessed. And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. My name, singular, is Legion, for we are many. It's a group of demons that have entered into this man. And now we see that the spiritual world has different laws than the physical world. There's no way that you could fit 6,000 beans into anybody. But in the spiritual world, you could put 6,000 beans into this man. So the spiritual world has different parameters, different guidelines, different ways in which it works. And. There's a legion in there. Also, we begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. Now, this is very important. And here's one of the places that we learn. I told you when we were reading Ephesians that demons are regional, that they are organized. I told you they were organized. Here we learn that they're regional. In the book of Daniel, Gabriel comes and answers one of Daniel's prayers. But before he gets there, he, he battles with the prince of, I think it was uh, Persia. And then he says, I must go and battle with the prince of Greece. Roman, uh, Ephesians says, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, princes, principalities, and spiritual hosts of darkness. So he's battling against spirits of Greece and of Persia. Now this demon in, in the area of the Gadareans doesn't want to leave the area. These demons are like, we're here. This is where we are. This is where they were, they were stationed, we could say. And they pleaded that they would not leave the area. Let us stay here. And so they begged him that they wouldn't leave the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. And that already should bring a kind of a shock in. And maybe if you were in that day, you would know the area the Gadareans prepared swine, for there, there were there was actually three of the cities of the Decapolis that were not too far away from there, the closest one being Gerasa. You can look all this up, by the way, look up the cities of the Decapolis. You can see where they were. You can see how close they are to the region, the ones that are close to the region where Galilee is. And it says, so the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission and the unclean spirit went and entered the swine. Now that's a little bit of a shocking statement. Animals can be demon possessed. That makes a lot of sense to me. I've known a few demon possessed dogs along the way. (laughs) There's no other explanation, right? This guy had to be a demon possessed dog. However, we give demonic spirits too much credit. Sometimes we act like they're omnipresent, omni powerful, that they have all knowledge that they know everything in your life, that they know all wisdom. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know the way you're going to respond. Maybe they can take some good guesses because they've been working with humanity a long time, but they don't know. And they want to go into these pigs and possess them. I'm sure their plan wasn't for the pigs to kill themselves, but, but one of the things that the demoniac was doing was cutting himself and screaming in the hills. But I think the demons were leading him to kill himself. Because that's what demons want to do It's almost like they can't help themselves They come to kill, steal, and destroy Again, only if, if, if For a Christian, only if you cooperate Let me just make a quick statement You as a believer cannot be possessed In a way you are You didn't expect to hear that I bet You are possessed by a spirit But you're possessed by the spirit of the living God Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit And the Holy Spirit lives inside of you Therefore, no no demon can live inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You might not have your armor on. You may have left your flanks open for the enemy to attack you and oppress you. The way you handle that is get your armor back on. Get back into the word of God. Get that shield of faith up. Have the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Get it back on. That's the way you battle that if you're feeling oppressed. If that's where you are, that's what you do. If you say, well, I'm just feeling oppressed. Devil's been getting me down. He's been attacking me lately. Well, then stop moping. Get back in the battle. Get your armor on. Get back in the battle and fight against him. For us, demonic spirit cannot attack us. We can't have a spirit within us. But animals can. There were about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down a steep place and into the sea and drowned in the sea. They were unaware that these pigs were going to react with killing themselves. They were like, what is this? And they ran down this hill and into the sea. So those who fed the swine fled. And they told it in the city and the country. And they went out to see what had happened. They go to the city and they tell the people who own the pigs. Those people who are around the area. They come to Jesus and saw the one... Who had been demon-possessed And had the legion sitting and clothed And in his right mind And they were afraid Our God is a God who delivers Never forget that Our God is a God that can help you With addiction Our God is a God that can help you With a stronghold of pornography Our God is a God that can, re- can free you From a demonic influence Or if you don't know him Even a possession Our God is a God that delivers and puts people in their right mind and in their right place. And they were afraid. They were afraid. I think they would have been more afraid when the guy was running around naked, cutting himself, screaming, and living in the tombs. But they're afraid more when they see him in his right mind. And those who saw him told them how it had happened to him and how he had been demon-possessed and about the swine. That's verse 16. Then verse 17. Then they begged and pleaded with him, to depart their region. Then they were like, can you please go? It seems to me that when they heard about the delivery of the man possessed, that they might go, would you come and stay here in our region? But they were not there to try to to seek after God. They were living in that area that they could try to make money off of the Decapolis. By providing swine for them the reason they were by the Sea of Galilee is because of the water that was by the Sea of Galilee That these pigs would be able to drink And so they wanted him to leave The Bible says that if anyone receives him you become a child of God But if you want Jesus to leave if you're here today Maybe you've got a drug problem. You've been drugged to church You haven't made a commitment to Christ And you say I don't want Jesus in my life. He's not going to come in. He knocks. No one comes to the Son unless the Father first draws him. He knocks, but you get to open the door. And they say, would you leave? Look at the the very next verse, and when he got in the boat. They're like, would you leave? And he's like, okay. And he got in the boat to leave. How many people in the area of the Gadareans could have been touched, healed, Minister to how many people could have had a relationship with Christ and could have learned what God was really like But did they get in the boat and he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him He wanted to be one of his disciples. Let me go with you However, jesus did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them what great things the lord has done for you and how he has compassion on you And he departed and began to proclaim in the Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Now listen, here we learn that some disciples were called to follow Jesus. At one point, Jesus had 70 of them. Jesus dwindled that down to 12. There were women that traveled with Jesus and provided for his needs. There were different roles that different people played. The role of this delivered man was going to be going and telling friends and families among the Decapolis That he had been delivered and that he had been set free. This tells us that you and I have different races that we run. My race is different than other pastors' races. I'm so glad I just got to run my race. That's all I got to do. I don't got to run Greg Laurie's race or Charles Swindoll's race or David Jeremiah's race. In fact, I wouldn't do very good at it because it's not my race. But I found that my race is an easy race to run. Jesus said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. And when I'm running my race, just saying, Lord, I want to faithfully run it, then I find that it's easy to do. And if you are not running the race that God's given you to run, then I encourage you, find out what God wants for you. It's not the same thing God wants for me and run that race. Give yourself to God. Tell him, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'm completely surrendered to you. Reveal to me what you want and then run the race God's given you. For this man, he wanted to go with him, but God had a different plan. That happens a lot. We have our plan, we have our desire, and God leads us in a different way. Now, I told you earlier that we were going to go to Isaiah 65, and I wanted to read this passage that is here, I wanted to read you this passage that I found in Isaiah 65, verses one through four, and um, I've obviously gone through this before, but I've never made the connection. And yesterday when I was one of my habits in study is to just start searching to see if any of the things that are said are found anywhere in other places because I've noticed often they're found in the Old Testament a lot of the New Testament accounts you can find them in the Old Testament and I and I think I found the account now you may disagree with me which is fine if you want to be wrong you can but I think I found this account That gives us some more information as to what was happening with these people in the area of the Gadareans. In order to show you this before we read the first three verses, just listen to what he says in verse 4. Who sit among the graves, who spend the night in the tombs, who eats swine's flesh, and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels. Everything in that verse except eating the swine's flesh we find with the demoniac. He sits among the graves. He spends the night in the tombs. Then we find out now he eats swine's flesh and the broth of abominable things is in his vessel. His body has a broth of abominable demons inside of him. And if this is a reference to this demoniac at Gadarea, we go back to verse 1. He says... I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. He he came to them and they didn't want him. They said, leave. He showed up to a nation that did not want him to be there. He says in verse 2, I have stretched out my hand all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good according to their own thoughts. If this is the area of the Gadareans, then they are seeking their own way. They are living by their own thoughts. They are not surrendering themselves to God. They they see and probably are making money, a good amount of money, off of the raising and selling of swine. Then he says in verse 3, a people who provoke me to anger continually to my face, who sacrifice in gardens, this would be paganism, who sacrifice in gardens and burn incense on altars of bricks. If this is the Gadareans, that means that as a community, they were worshiping false gods. They were following their own desires and hearts. And then, of course, it says, who sits among the graves, who spends the night in the tombs, who eats swine's flesh, and the broth of abominable things is in their vessels. That word vessel is often used as as bodies, as we see the scriptures. So that these people just to live in their own way they were doing their own thing and they had this this possession take place in their midst and it speaks to us and I'm I'm not giving some kind of warning if you're living your own way and you're doing your own thing you're going to be possessed by a demon but what I am saying is that you certainly will not be receptive to God you certainly will not say Lord I want you in my life and just as the Gadareans came to this place where they could have, they brushed greatness. They brushed the Savior. They brushed God in the flesh. They had an experience where they could have brought Him in and they didn't do it. And I wonder if there are those here today that are so committed to living your own way, doing your own thing, that you have had that brush with God and not followed through with it. And if that is you, then I want to give you an opportunity today to make that right. To invite Him in and to begin to live for him. Stand with me, would you, and let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for your word, the richness that we have here. We want to thank you for all that we find in this appointment that Jesus had with more than this demoniac, but with the Gadareans themselves who pushed him away. And Lord, we never want to say to Jesus, would you leave me alone? He got in the boat to leave as soon as they asked that. So Lord, now we pray that For those that have never surrendered, that you would give them boldness to make that commitment here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: We pray that the Lord is speaking to you in a personal way here at Practical Christian Living. If you'd like to hear more of Robert Furrow's teachings, visit calvarytucson.com.